Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. It's another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. On being a part of today's show, we have a special guest today. We are chatting with actor Moretta Moss, and I tell you, her body of work is massive. But you can see her recently uh, in the Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus movie *A Loud House Christmas*, uh, which we have seen at least a dozen times here in my household, if not more, um, over and over again. But uh, a lot of other great work out there as well. Uh, Moretta, thanks for hanging out today. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so. So you've you've seen the movie a couple times. I have times. a seven-year-old. Yes, we have seen it multiple times recently, and of course, uh, when it came out, my kid is a fan of the cartoon. And then, of course, we had some of the cast on last year for the live version, which was great. Um, but it's a great show. Um, I know it's been out for a while, but let's talk about that a little bit. The response has just been really great for this. Um, how fun was it, uh, putting this project together and bringing such, uh, you know, a cartoon family to life basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, that's exactly what we did. We like, there's this animated series that always already exists and we just stepped out of it in a way. I mean, I'm not the voice of the mom on the show, but I, I you know, encompassed her in, in real life. So it was really fun. I mean, there was such a great fan base already and it's I, like people seem to like what happened. And I, I agree. Like those kids, like, I feel like they nailed it. I loved it so much. Um, like getting to see them perform and like transform. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fun thing to already be a part of something that had such, um, you know, such good vibes already. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun and um, I, I'm trying to remember who we spoke to. Uh, one of the kids from the show, I can't remember. Well, there's so many, uh, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I it, it escapes me at this point. Um, but in any case, I mean, it was just a lot of fun uh, and uh, we enjoyed watching it. And uh, just great work on that. And of course, it's funny because we were talking about filming this. You filmed this in like Atlanta, right? During the summertime. So you had the fake snow and all of that uh, mm -hmm. in the scorching hot weather. But that's how most Christmas films are made, right? Usually like in the summertime and then we get them at Christmas, which is great. Again, fun, fun show for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. And that is, I think, cause if they, you want them to come out in November, December, you gotta, you gotta film them earlier in the year. So yeah, it was definitely uh hot in a snowsuit in, in the summer, spring, you know, in Atlanta. Yeah. No, I understand. Well, again, great work on that. And of course, um, you know, you've just been a part of a lot of other projects as well. 
But I understand that you recently wrapped a production on a dark, dark comedy series called Intersection that you co-created, wrote, and starred in. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit and let our viewers and listeners in on what they can expect, what you can share when, when we get an opportunity to see it? Sure. Yeah. So it's like hitting the festival circuit now. It's Intersection. It's a dark comedy, like you said, and it it um, examines a neighborhood that is going through gentrification and explores the lives of the people in the neighborhood. And, you know, not necessarily a funny topic, but there's very um, amusing characters that go along with yeah. that. And I play a real estate agent um, that just is, you know, flipping houses is like this shark of the neighborhood. Um, and it was really fun. It was, we, it took a long time because we were, sh- the first shoot schedule was, I guess, two years ago, like almost oh, to, the, wow. to the T because and then this is when everything kind of shut down and we didn't know what we were doing. So we um, we put a pause on it um, just just for safety. And then um, it was a year later and we basically rewrote, um, you know, and we're able to dive deeper into the the characters and the, the just the show I mean I guess a blessing in disguise if we want to call it that um and then uh, but you know I was a writer like produced um and it was it was a lot of work and I'm excited to see what happens with it because a, a lot of a lot of heart and soul went into that yeah I'm very curious and I always find it interesting when I talk to actors who sort of do the commercial projects but then they also do the other side of things where you're writing and creating because I think to me that's a testimony of the fact that really like if you want to create something you can do it as long as you put your mind to it is that a fair assumption with that I mean obviously it's hard work and there are some connections involved obviously because you've done some other things but really the heart and soul of it is just kind of taking that initiative yeah to create. I mean I think it's so easy to create right now and and make things it, that it, um and there's so many people that want to um be a part of a project especially that they believe in um it's de- it's not easy it's never easy ex- when you're not sure. when you don't have money um and even like we you know <laughs> or even like a lot of money cuz some of like the productions that i've been on they're like we're like they have a budget but but you always want more it's a really weird yeah. you always need more i guess everyone everyone runs out of money i guess on a film set that is what i have seen just from my limited time like doing the producing side which is which is so challenging coordinating people and and locations and everything um but yeah i mean there's things that i in the beginning of quarantine, you know, was very inspired and like still had the creativity thing going through me. And like, and I, um, produced like, or like wrote this little like short, um, comedy short. And I, I did it like by myself and like my friend like did some audio and, and I was like, wow, you know, but then it's not, um, it's not like, uh, like festival or worthy, I guess, but it's still, it's, it's, like to put it on Instagram or, you know, wherever we put things, uh, it was, it's, it's really fulfilling. Um, and I think it's a habit that once you stop doing that, it, it almost feels harder to get back into like now sure. I'm like, can I, can I write and produce and act in something? And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm a little tired right now, but you know, <laughs> I just need a, that little, that push. Cause inertia is tricky. 
Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if I answered your question, but it's. It, no, I think that's great. Yeah. I, there's so many stories to tell. And I think as like artists, you have it inside of you and you want to get it out. And, and a lot of times you have to do it on your own, like not solely on your own. It does take a village to make something. Um, if, um, you know, besides that comedy short that I made at the first start of quarantine, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it, you gotta get, gotta get your team and you gotta have a team that follows through. Yeah. I was chatting with Siobhan Fallon Hogan. I don't know, a few months ago about this film that she created on her own called rushed. And, uh, she, called in a bunch of favors and said the same thing. Cause she's been in like a lot of these massive studio pictures, like men in black. And mm. I don't know, the list goes on and on. And she's like, it's different when you're on a film set that just has endless amounts of cash that it seems. And you can kind of just do what you want when you want. But then when you're doing things on your own and you're raising the finances and really just putting it all together, it, it feels probably more satisfying on some level because you've really had your hand in it the entire way, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, of course. And then and to have that final product, it, it is it feels really great. And the the team coming together, making it like your your scrappy little team sometimes like you just feel so like a superhero by the end of it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I love it. I mean, again, just kind of looking at your body of work and all the things that you've done you've had a lot of different experiences. Now I understand that you do improv too in your local theater. That has to be fun to kind of just cut loose a little bit and just do something sort of in the same world as what you do, but a little bit different, which is great. Yeah. I, well, I love performing and I love connection. And I think improv is something that has been able to satisfy me in this way that like a, the little bit of like lazy actor, I don't want to memorize lines, um, like constantly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm already doing that. I don't, I'd like I, as a hobby, I, I just, my mind can't take it. So yeah. And like getting, having people laugh is amazing. And so it is, it's always, it's an outlet that I always hope that I do because it does serve me so much and and yeah and I love the community my best friends are are improvisers and and I think that that says a lot to the craft of improv um you know and also just just good people are are around it have you ever done any improv oh yeah tons of it in college uh, several classes and um I've taken some classes here in the Sacramento area it's just it's interesting it helps like doing this kind of thing that's why I did it was because I when I started doing podcasting you know part of it is just being able to connect with people quickly if you can uh sometimes it's not always that easy it depends on the situation but I think if you can connect with somebody like that and just really be able to have a good what seems like a natural conversation. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's been a while since I've done it. I was going to take another class, and then, of course, life happened, Mm -hmm. the pandemic, and it all got shut down. Um, They tried doing it online, which was kind of weird to me. I was like, you know, I mean, there there was that whole conversation. You know, people were doing stand-up online and, you know, improv online. The Who's Line guys were kind of doing it, and they wanted to do a class that way. And I just felt it was kind of weird because part of it is being able to be at least for me in the same room with people, you know, and have that connection in that way. Yeah. I, I watched a couple improv shows um, and it, 
for me, it didn't have the same, it was hard for me to, to get into it, but I can see like yeah. where it's people who aren't familiar or, or, yeah. you know, like to gain access into that. Um, like, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. The zoom thing. I, I like, I like that cause I'm able to connect like this, but then I get a little, there's like something missing sometimes, um, when yeah. you're not in the room or in front of a, like a live audience. Yeah, I think, too, it's coming down to just having that creative outlet, you know what I'm saying, to fill that void, especially if you're not able to be on a film or television set, which, as creatives, you kind of have to keep those motors oiled, you know, because otherwise, it, I don't know, you know, especially if you're a very creative type, you know, my brain is always moving and thinking of stuff to do, and sometimes it doesn't work, and it's like, why the heck did I do that? But then other times it's like, it's okay to take a risk, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I feel the most alive when I take risks, but like calculated risks, you know. But well, yeah, but like, yeah, I love doing new stuff. And I think that's why improv is so fun because every time you're up on stage, it is new. And, um, but, but also, you know, improv is, is for, I, there's an audience, hopefully. Um, but it's for me, is, it's mostly for me in a weird way of, of just as having that creative outlet. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I just I think all of it is just very fascinating. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very curious and I always like to ask this, you know, there's the term actor, there's storyteller, you know, what was it that interested you in acting? Like what 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 was the bug that bit you that made you decide that you wanted to do this? Yeah, um, well, I. I was in college. I'm, I always say I'm a late bloomer. Um, I wasn't just out of the womb and, you know, performing um, in, in the hospital room. Uh, but I I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was struggling um, just in, in the beginning years of college. And there was a, a like a decently budgeted uh, film that came to my campus that I became a part of, um, you know, as first it's just like a regular like uh, campus person and then like was a like a one of the featured extras and got to like work directly with the director and and things um and so I I just saw that film was a possibility and that people can do this not just um you know I I never knew how to do it before so sure I mean there's I knew theater uh but I didn't know like the film and tv like aspect of it and it's so big there's so many people that it takes to make something and I love kind of the watching the logistics of it and um so that was where it started and I you know I think artist is or creative is a term like I am an actress but like being a creative it it was one of the best things that I could have found because I realized that I needed that to become like a whole authentic person, which I, for me, was a lot of like my college journey of like shedding sure. like what I thought I was into who I am. And uh, yeah, so, so having that production um, in college, I needed, I had to have something tangible to see that it was possible. And then I took acting classes, got an agent and, you know, just, Climbing, climbing the ladder, you know, slowly but surely from there. I know that's always an overnight success that's taken years to get (laughs) uh, where you're at. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people don't know. And one of the things that I've learned just throughout my journey doing this is that 
you know, what we see on television or on film or whatever the case might be, comedy, there's a long process that's involved in getting to where you're at. Because when, when you have what some would define as success, you know, you have to think about all the hard work and all the no's and everything else that sort of predicated that and got you to where you are. What's some of the best advice that you've ever gotten in this business or really just in life um, as we wrap here to kind of motivate you through this trajectory? Um, I, I, there's so much advice out there that I'm always like, oh, don't, don't take anyone's advice. That's my first piece of advice. But, uh, but I think <laughs> like <laughs> in my first acting class, you know, when I was, uh, like doing this professionally, they say like your greatest gift is you, like you are what makes any role special. It, it is you. Sure. So just, just stop hiding and, and being what you think you're supposed to be. And I say that and I, and sometimes I just forget because there are like, mm -hmm. you're trying to fit into a mold. Sometimes I don't even know what acting is. Is it me like transforming into the character or is it bringing my full self to the character? What do you like? What is it? Um, so I'm, I sometimes go back and forth of being like, what am, what am I doing? Um, but I think, I think just like tearing away the, the layers of the onion and just being yourself. That was the one piece of advice that I keep going back to. Like you are your greatest gift in like a very selfful, not selfish or, you know, arrogant way. And also like as a, as an actor, sometimes you have to get over like a, a lot of things of like, like people thinking you're arrogant or, or something like you just have sure. to. You just have to like own yourself, uh, and I hope everyone does. But that's 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 another thing that's been really helpful of just like just like being kind of unapologetically who I am. Yeah. So yeah, so that I can like. I mean, confidence is one thing, you know, and oftentimes I think it's mistaken for arrogance, but that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've talked to a lot of people doing this, and there's a lot of personas and perceptions that people have and like you find yourself getting into these conversations and being pleasantly surprised if that makes any sense going, huh? You know, I didn't expect it to go that way um, based on what people might think. Um, yeah. But it makes what you do that much more mysterious. <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, sometimes we don't want to know how the sausage is made and we kind of find ourselves surprised a little bit, but really like, you make it look natural, I guess is my point. So my hat's off to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I still love like the movie magic of it all. I mean, when I found out like when Friends was a New York show filmed in LA, like that's like my first like pulling the curtain away. And I still get kind of um, stumped sometimes when I'm like, wait, that wasn't real. Oh, yeah. I find I myself that. that way. Yeah. When I was, you know, watching this show last night, actually super pumped on Showtime and it takes place in the Silicon Valley, but it's like filmed in Los Angeles, but they make it look like San Francisco or pick a Marvel movie, whatever. It doesn't, yeah. you know, they just do such a good job of Dexter was the one for me that kind of surprised me because I was like, th this was like filmed, you know, I've been to some of these places before and they make it look so real. This is a lot of fun. I mean, just everybody, please. If you haven't seen a lot house Christmas, uh, Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus. It's streaming right now. You can watch it. I'm sure we'll probably watch it again here soon. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, and also be on the lookout for this brand new project as well um, that uh, will be coming out soon, Intersection, uh, and all the other great work. And Morgan McGill, it just came to oh, me. Yeah. That's who we, we had Morgan on right when the show, just before the show came out. So oh, fun. That's great. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she was great. And uh, we had a couple others on too. The little twins oh, uh, were on as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Oh no. Lone. Yes. Love them. The twins, the Allen twins. I. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Maretta, for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.